Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Last Journey podcast. Today is going to be a fun episode. I want to talk about a 2024 prediction that I randomly made the other day. I posted it on threads. Um, It is about my feelings that I feel like salons are going to make a really big comeback in 2024 when it comes to hiring employees and when it comes to employees fresh out of school looking for jobs. Everybody knows that we are in this downturn economy. Unfortunately, I keep talking about it, but I do feel like it's my job to help you prepare and get yourself through this. But unfortunately, we've already been seeing a lot of medium-sized small businesses, um, lash brands having a hard time keeping stock, like having all of these issues. Like we're all feeling the recession in every single part of this industry, unless you're like one of the big dogs, unless you have really put time and energy into marketing and becoming a client magnet. I mean, even those of us who have focused all of these years on that, like I know my salon is a little bit slower. You know, we're still luckily trending up from last year. But that's because I've been working my butt off to make sure that that happens. We are nowhere near seeing the kind of growth that we've seen in the previous years. So right now we're just trying to make sure that we're waiting in the water and making sure that we're keeping our head above it just to get us through to the other end. So like you're not alone if you are struggling right now. Please don't think that all of these other people have it better than you because literally everybody is feeling it right now. But what do I think this is unfortunately going to mean for some of the people who have just kind of been winging it the past few years and haven't put a lot of effort and energy into, you know, strengthening their businesses? Unfortunately, I think that a lot of independent artists, a lot of independent stylists, um, I think they are going to end up kind of pivoting and shifting away. We've already started seeing it. People trying to shift like completely into, you know, different sectors of the beauty industry. We're seeing people, um, you know, unfortunately in the lash boards, I've seen a lot of people like talking about picking up part-time jobs and stuff. And this literally breaks my heart, but it's just kind of like the um, situation that we find ourselves in because we had so many people jump into this industry you know, after COVID and everything, because people saw it as a really great way to make money. And now they're realizing that, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. Even if I am good at what I do, even if I am really great at getting business, my mental health suffers at the same time. So finding that balance isn't going to be easy for everyone. And I think that a lot of people are going to kind of end up shying away from their efforts in this career, in this industry. And I unfortunately also think that a lot of salons are going to have a hard time too. Unfortunately, um, you know, as salon owners, we do have smaller profit margins and, you know, in, in the greater sense of the word, not all salons have small profit margins, but a lot of the ones that are struggling, they have smaller profit margins. They have really extremely high overheads. They're paying their employees out, you know, anywhere from like 40 to 50% commission. And what they're left over with, they still have to make up for the month. Like they still have to pay the bills to make the salon run, even if the employees aren't bringing in as much money. Yeah, they're not paying as much out in payroll, but you still need that money to thrive. And I think that a lot of salons that don't have their systems structured properly, that don't, you know, they're just kind of in there winging it. They don't have really strong teams. They don't have any kind of backend organization. I think that they are the ones that are, you know, breaks my heart, but I think that they're going to suffer the most. So um, I want this episode to be kind of, a, in a way, um, 
making you feel a little bit inspired to work on your salon business if if that's you and if you want to make sure that you do make it through this time I'm going to give you the tools and knowledge that you need to kind of just be able to like help pick up your morals pick up your spirits and let you know that if you focus on these things hopefully you should be okay so the first thing I want to motivate you with is a statistic so 11 percent is the amount that the um U.S. Labor Board, the Bureau of Statistics expects our industry to grow over the next few years. That's huge, right? So we are currently one of the fastest growing industries. We have people who love watching what we do. They love that you can kind of create your own, you know, your life, this beautiful life that, you know, people are looking in on us are thinking that we have, right? They don't know that we're literally going crazy at our seams, but people are going to school. The schools are booked out. I know even in my state, there are, you know, there are more schools popping up. There are more training spaces that are people going and getting their training licenses. Um, I think that we are going to see a big push in education for aesthetics, for hair, for all of these things, because more and more people want a piece of the pie that we're getting. Right. So what does this mean for us? You know, I can tell you firsthand the schools in my area are not focusing on the things that they need to be focusing on when it comes to training the employees and getting them ready for jobs like my salon or other, you know, popular hair salons maybe that have estheticians, whatever it might be. I know that these girls are going to school. They are learning the pure basics of everything. And then they're coming out of school, leaving probably a little bit more confused than they were when they came in. Um, they know that they are looking to hire and they're having a really hard time finding jobs, unfortunately. And I can tell you that from a salon owner's point of view, I know why, because we are all trying to find that perfect person. But the idea of having to train someone from start to finish is really overwhelming right? Like these people are coming out of school and we are now having to teach them how to do lash lifts, brow laminations, all of these things, lashes, right? We know that lashes cannot be taught overnight. So it's like we as salon owners have to take a step back and prepare knowing that these people are coming out and really develop something strong to help them learn how to do this and help them move their way through. So this is one thing that if you focus on this year, we can take the advantage of ahead of time to make sure that we become an attractive place for people to want to come to straight out of school. So we'll break that down more in a minute, but that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that schools are not focused on training people the way that they need to be trained and that the, these new artists are coming in super hungry and super motivated um, for training and growth. They are seeing, you know, skinfluencers online. They're seeing all of these people who are are doing all of these cool things and they are really inspired by those people. It's not necessarily that they are inspired of just being their own boss. I feel like that ship is somewhat passing a little bit because luckily in our industry, like, you know, we had this huge influx of the people who did want to be their own boss and they didn't want to answer to anybody. And like, unfortunately now look at where those people are at. If that's the attitude they had going in, if they were only doing it for the money, if they were only doing it to, you know, whatever, like they, they are not going to be the ones who make it out in the end. It's the people who are really passionate about what they're doing and why they're, who they're helping and why they're helping people. These are the people that are going to move forward. And I feel that, um, because a lot of those other people are not doing so well and they're voicing their opinions about how stressed they are, they are about how they're so slow. I think that a lot of newer estheticians are coming into the field knowing that that's not necessarily 
appealing to them. They know that they shouldn't just graduate school and go automatically into a $1,600 a month rental situation when they have no clients. Unfortunately, I see this all the time on the Facebook boards too. You know, help. I just opened my own business and I haven't had a client all week. Why did you open a business if you don't have clients? right? So knowing your numbers, I think people are getting a little bit more savvy and knowing that they actually have to build in order to have numbers, you know? So these people are really, truly coming out of school looking for places. I have noticed that our applications have been coming in a lot more frequently. And, um, you know, so I think that the best thing that you can do is really, really focus on being the kind of business that these people would want to work at. Because even though they are coming, they're not desperate. They still know that they want to work for a salon that is well-organized. They want to, not that they necessarily want to have their hands held, but they're coming in wanting the education that they didn't get that they just you know paid for school for. So they want to learn the things that we're doing. They want to learn lashes. They want to learn lash lifts. They want to be a part of something bigger. They want to be a part of a team and have people help Helping them. Like, I think that I've had a really um, great amount of applicants lately coming in for that. And as my job as the salon owner is to now focus on making sure that I have programs in place to be able to train them so that I'm not, you know, I'm watching. I'm watching my productivity. I'm knowing when I can bring somebody on so that I'm not just hiring them too soon that they're not going to have any business. Right. Like I hold on to these great applicants, even if I'm not looking right this second, I will meet them. And if they make a really great impression on me, I let them know as soon as I, I, as I know that it's time for you to start making money, like I will bring you on, right? As soon as I can see that you are somebody that I would love to have come on the team. And then I need to be able to have a really smooth onboarding program and expectation of how long that their training is going to take. I need to create that onboarding training program um, strategically so that they can get certain things checked off of their list of client services that they can get turned on. So they start making money for themselves. So they start making money from the business for the business right off the bat. Okay. So you need to be calculated in that. And I help people do this all the time. So if you ever have any questions, like please reach out and let me know. Um, I think that this is probably one of the greatest strengths of why I'm able to bring people in because I have these programs that help to train them. I do have a really solid contract in place for that too. Like, hey, you're not just going to come here and train and leave. You would have to, you know, pay me back. And um, by the way, if you ever want a good contract for that, um, she trademarks on Instagram has great templates. I love all of her employee contracts. They have everything broken down like that. But like for me, it's like I am giving them the expectation of like, hey, I'm going to I am going to deliver these to you, all of these deliverables. I am going to train you. I am going to do this. We are going to work through this. If you are the right candidate and you make it through here, great. You are going to leave like it can take you maybe like this amount of time to this amount of time. If you are doing what you're supposed to do and I am hiring the right person, you could be making this amount of money in even a year, even two years time. I give them kind of an idea of what that growth can look like. And it's really motivating for them too. I let them know what my expectations are. And the fact that I have this all really organized for them gives them a sense and sigh of relief. Like, hey, this is the place where I want to plant my feet and grow. And, you know, they might have aspirations five years down the road to open up their own studio. You know, let's see if that still happens after they see how hard it is. But I, I don't necessarily turn away from that. If it's like a long-term goal for them to want to open up their own business, if they are coming to me and they are wanting to work for me to learn, um, 
you know, that their main motivation is just learning the services, making client relationships, having a really healthy team around them. Like all of those things are really great to be able to attract these people in. And most of the time I keep them for at least, like I would say like our average, gosh, is at least like, you know, four years probably that I've had my people. I rarely have turnover. Um, and when I do, it's usually for something like random, like an employee moving or, you know, I have had employees definitely go off and start their own thing. Um, but you know, that's not a bad thing. Like I'm still focused on the people who are there to grow. And in all of those cases, it always ended up being for the best anyway, if that makes sense. So what can you do right now to capitalize on this prediction that I have. I'm telling you guys, I really do think that these people are going to be coming out of school looking for jobs. So what you need to do is really organize your salon and prepare it for all of these new good people, right? You need to make sure that you are giving yourself the time to come up with an onboarding and training process for them. What does that look like? You need to make sure that you have all of the steps um, in place as far as your employee contract, your employee handbook, you want to be able to really articulate through your employee handbook. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like a legal Zoom employee handbook. I'm talking about like you as the business owner need to sit down and make an employee handbook of the things that are important to you that the employee um, understands in the business, like whether it is, you know, vacation policy, whether it is all of these things so that you can run a well-oiled machine. I'm telling you people like structure. So the more that you can focus on that this year, the more that you can focus on making sure that your team morale is high, all of those things are what's going to help you get through that next step. You need to be ready to um, intercept these good people that are coming to you. So, um, and if you've listened to my podcast episode about the training facility that I'm opening, if you can think about creating programs, these continued education training programs, I think this is going to be the next big thing. We see it, you know, obviously all over the country. We have people doing lash artistry and everything like this, but I haven't really seen a lot of continuing education courses that solely focus on the other skills that these employees kind of need to learn. The lash lifts, the brow laminations, understanding facials more in depth, um, dermaplaning, all of those things that really make a business more robust. You know, I highly suggest thinking about bundling some of these trainings together. If you have somebody, whether it's you or whether you have somebody on your team that is just a natural like born educator or wants to kind of grow in that way, work with them to figure out how we can focus on that. And then now you have this like great, another well-oiled machine that is bringing new people in, attracting people straight from these schools, teaching them the skills that they need to learn, you know, not for nothing, but you're making money off of it. And then you can pick out the naturally talented people that fit your culture, the ones who you can just tell you vibe with, all of that. You can actually filter them right into your studio. So it's a really a win-win. I, I, you know, implore you to think about that too and just get creative with your long game and how, um, you know, how that funnel works, how, you know, what happens when you first bring somebody in, what happens when they leave you, you know. Um, lastly, I will leave you with another just food for thought. If you have an employee who is a really great employee and, you know, now everybody's kind of having all of these gaps on their schedule. I kind of foresaw this happening. I found a really good applicant recently that um, 
was just really hungry. I could tell she was really passionate and I wanted to pair her with another employee that I just felt like they would vibe really well. They reminded me of each other. And because this other employee has the gaps right now, we are doing um, and an somewhat of an apprentice program. So we call it an apprentice program, not to be confused with the state licensed apprentice program, because that's a whole different ball game. But if you have a really great employee that you would like to copy and paste in your own business, there is nothing wrong with pairing a new employee with that employee and paying them to train the employee. So you can either do it by doing that. So you can either train them like have them paid just to train them right off the bat. Or if you have somebody who's really, really fresh and new that you think would really, really do well, you can bring them on into this, you know, six month, eight month, one year program contract where they're working, you know, maybe at an hourly rate while they're building because it's going to take them a little bit more time to actually build their book. But they have a dedicated person that is invested in their business to help them grow. So this has worked for me um, multiple times before, and I have we have had some of the best produced employees come out of this program. Um, and I think that I'm going to do an episode on just that coming up. Um, but I just want you to get your gears turning about that. Um, and we'll we'll kind of dig into it deeper a little bit later. I also have another really exciting announcement to make January 13th in Austin, Texas, myself, Shelby of the Lash Boss Radio and Lash Boss Summit and Rihanna Green of She Trademarks, we are going to be throwing a really big social event called Dream Boss Social. And we are going to really break down what 2024 goals are all going to be about. We're going to do a whole vision board party. We are going to have dinner. We're going to have a Q&A with the three of us about helping you come up with plans for what you just dreamed in the vision board party. And then we're going to have a big fun social afterwards. So it's going to be great. We will have more details out for you soon, but I will link the tickets in the show notes. You can get a really great deal um, if you bring your best friend. So lots of fun, exciting things to happen. But I really think that 2024 is our year. So let's go. Let's get it. I'll see you next time on the Last Journey podcast.